truth of the matter is, if you're saved again, in your spirit, you are healed. But yet we are in the process of catching up to what God has already done by faith. It's almost a paradise. God has done it, but now we got to allow it to flow out. Hallelujah. We walk by faith and not by sight. So what has to happen is, and we're going to talk about this today, we have to believe God's word beyond our circumstances. We got to believe God beyond how we feel. We, we got to believe God beyond what the devil is saying. It is in the renewing of our mind that we receive what has already been done. Somebody ought to give God some praise right there. We thank the praise team for just the songs that they sang that matches without knowing where I'm going. Amen. Let's get started. As we look at the scripture this morning, we are still working out of the book of Ephesians chapter 1, verse 12 through 14 through the Amplify. Amen. making known to us the mystery, the secret of, of his plan, of his purpose. What they're saying, it wasn't fully known in the Old Testament. There was pictures and types, but when Christ came, came the full fulfillment what God already planned from the beginning of the earth. Listen, Christ was not a secondary thought. Amen. He was already already in the mind of God. He said in Hebrew, he said, Be before anything, before the foundation of the earth, the Father had already made him a body to be sacrificed for you and I. Yeah. Hallelujah. Guess what? God had you in mind before he began. That's something to shout about. Amen. Which means that, that your salvation was already won before you was born. That's something to shout about. Yeah. Let's move on. It says, in accordance it, with his good pleasure, his merciful intention. Somebody ought to say, God is merciful. God is good. All the time. Hallelujah. Which he had previously, what's this, purpose and set forth in Christ, in him, it's done. Listen, you can't add to what Christ has already done because Christ completed everything that needed to be done. Yeah. He don't need me. He don't need you. Listen, listen, we're not working toward salvation. We're working from salvation. Trying to live as best as you can based on that God's been good. Yes. So now you try to you try to you try to love him back by being obedient. Yes, sir. Because you are saved, not trying to be saved. Yeah. Hallelujah. Let's go on. He planned for the maturity of time, times, and the climax of the age to unify all things and head them up in, in, 
summation. He said, he's not finished yet. The time is already set when he's going to wrap this up. (laughs) And we're going to see the the total climax and glory of God because we believe. You know what? I don't want to miss it. Matter of fact, I'm not going to miss it. Hallelujah. Let's go on. He says, both things in heaven and things on earth. He says, in him, in Christ, we also have been made God's inheritance. His heritance. We're God's portion. God is going to glorify himself in us, through us. We are his workmanship. We are his piece of art. God is up to something in you. Not you up to something. God up to something in you. For we have been foreordained, chosen, appointed beforehand in accordance with God's purpose. Watch this. Not our purpose. His purpose. Who works out everything in agreement with the counsel and design of his own will. You know what that tells me? I don't tell God what to do. God lets me know what he's doing. (laughs) Hallelujah. So that we who first hoped in Christ, who first put their confidence in Christ, has been destined and appointed to live for the praise of his glory. That's really what it's all about. In him you also have heard the word of truth and glad tidings, the gospel of your salvation, and end up where salvation is deliverance, and have believed in and adhered to and rely on Christ. And you were stamped with the seal, with the long promise of the Holy Spirit. Now, this is what that means, that if you got him, you can't lose him. Can't nobody take it from you. Matter of fact, you can't mess this up if you got him. Know what that tells me? You ought to make sure that you know Jesus for yourself. Hallelujah. That spirit that is the guarantee, the down payment of our future inheritance. It's it's the first few. It is the pledge. It is the foretaste of the down payment of what God is going to give you in anticipation of his full redemption and our acquiring complete possession of it to the praise of his glory. You know what that means? Give God some praise. My thoughts, we are in process of becoming who we are in Christ. But but let me just take that a little bit deeper. The cost and sacrifice of becoming Christ's masterpiece. Our cost, our sacrifice of becoming what he has already done in us. Father, even now, move Tracy out the way and allow me to make clear your word. 
your word. Even now, Lord. Even now, Lord. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Last week, I used the illustration of the young man I call my nephew, that, that when I walked in, I saw a mess. <laughs> As he was totally remodeling the house, and, and the first thing he did was to, to tear out the walls, to tear out the floors, to, to take it down to its bare framework. And I saw the dust. I saw the destruction. I saw the, 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 the carnage of the house. To me, it looked like he was destroying. But the truth of the matter is, he was already building. <laughs> when God is working on us, <laughs> It feels like, it seems like God is killing us. It feels like that God is requiring us to die, and he really is requiring us to die to self. To die to our own nature, our own ways, our own attitudes, our, our own way of thinking. And watch this. And, and, and we, we can either go along with it or we can fight against it. We, we can become what God has called us to be and trust him in the process or we can be stuck and never become saved but, but never an outward Never, ne never manifesting, never experiencing, never becoming, walking with him on a deeper level because of our refusal to die. I thought about this because somewhere this week, someone asked me, they said, they, they called it and they asked this, they said, how do, how do I renew my thinking? Notice what they call. They call that the process of us becoming the masterpiece, the work of art, that that which God wants to display to the world and to the devil and to the demons, that, that they call the fact that the secret or, or the work on our part is the renewing of our mind. Listen, 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 listen. God has already done his part in you. He has given you his DNA. He has, he has given you his spirit. He has put his nature in us. He, he's, he's with us. He has attached us to Jesus so that the life flow of Jesus should be flowing through us. But our part is is renewing our mind that our thinking may agree with his word. You know, you know two people that are, are in 
disagreement can't walk together. If we don't agree with God, if we don't agree with his word, then, then there's no power. Uh, shut your mouth. There's no peace. There's no joy. Because somewhere in our thinking, somewhere in our attitude, we are not in agreement with God. Can, can I ask a question? Who are you listening to? He said that to Adam and Eve when he came down in, 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 in Genesis chapter 3. He said, he said, where are you? He knew where they was. He just wanted them to fess up. We hiding. Well, why are you hiding? We're naked. Who told? Whose voice other than mine have we been listening to? There's the voice of the world. There's the voice of the culture. There, there's, there's Satan's voice. Shoot, there's our own voice. <laughs> and then there's God's voice. So, so, so the question that each of us have to ask ourselves on a daily basis throughout the day, whose voice am I listening to? Because only God's voice, which is the word of God, is going to get me where I need to go. Any other voice, I don't care how convincing it sounds, I don't care how it speaks to your flesh, if, if it's not the word of God, if it's not the principle of God, if it's not the spirit of God, it will get you stuck. Yeah. Hey, let me just be real honest. All of us get stuck sometimes. But you don't have to remain stuck. All of us struggle. But, but God will help you in your struggle. There, there comes a time when God on purpose will bring you to the end of yourself so that you have to look up with, from what's coming for help. Because our help cometh from the Lord. You know what? The more problems I go through, the more blessed I am because I realize how weak I am in myself. The more I realize how weak I am, the more I rely and depend on God, and the more I recognize it's his strength, it's his power, it's his wisdom, it's his everything that will carry us through life itself. As I started thinking about this, I said, okay, Romans says, he says, he says, Romans 12, 1 and 12 says, Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, by the mercies of God, because of the mercies of God, present your bodies, dedicate all of yourself, set apart yourself. You know what that's saying? Life is not about you. And what you think you want and who you think you are. 
you know, this, this is, uh, we struggle with this because all of a sudden it says, my prior, our prior way of thinking was wrong. The image that we set up for ourselves, of ourselves, if God didn't give it to us, they're idols. What this says is that even in who we think we ought to be or becoming, that we got to depend on God. That means that we set ourselves aside for him to do what only he can do. Watch this. He said, your body's holy and sacrifice, that is pleasing to God, which is your, which offers up your body, which is your, watch this, worship. You know what? If you're not surrendered, coming, you can't worship. If the word of God cuts you like it cuts me, I got to do more than say, ouch. I got to say, okay, Lord. You know why? Because the word of God, what it does is it pushes up against thoughts and attitudes and ideals and wants that's not in line with him. And if we walk out of here without a change of mind, without a change of heart, then we walk out of here without experiencing the word of God. Not for our good anyway. There's, there's things the word of God made me go down in prayer and, and struggle. The word of God helps me to formulate what's wrong and what's true. If you are listening to the world, the world got you all messed up. Yeah. Yeah. To the young people, it doesn't matter how many likes you got if you don't like yourself. Most of us don't start really liking ourselves until God start molding us and shaping us and begin to speak to us that he loves us and that we are his and that we are chosen, that we are special, that, that we have his DNA in us. You, you really don't know how precious you are until God calls you precious. You really don't know how loved you are until God says he loves you. You, you really don't know how, 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 how it feels to be set free till God start taking the weight of what other people put on you off of you. You really don't know. You really don't know how good it is to have the peace of God until you receive the peace of God. Oh, 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 joy is not having a new car. Joy is when you're walking in fellowship with God and you know that you know he got you and he got his arms around you. Something happens on the inside when we begin to let God come in and speak. There, 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 there is a word in Greek that says rhema word. It means Living word 
that you receive for you. It's not the general word of reading the word. It's when that word spoke to you. Uh, Y'all don't hear me. I mean, it's it's like God. It wasn't nobody else around. And God spoke a word like he knew exactly what you needed. And he answered what was in your heart by somebody that did not know what you was going through. It's like God shut your ears and all you could hear was him speaking that word and you know it touched you because you start crying, you, you want to shout, all of a sudden something on the inside, your spirit jumped. See, when you come, you ought to come expecting. Lord, I need to hear from you. Lord, I need a rhema word. Lord, I need a rhema song. I need you to speak to my spirit. See, see, and you come in here and you think you all that? You ought to come in need. You ought to come hungry. You ought to come expecting. You ought to come with your hands empty so God can feel it. He says, he says, he says, he says, he says, with the renewing of your mind, you are transformed. The Greek for, for transform is metamorphosis. It's metamorphosis. The English word that, 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 that shows the closest picture of this metamorphosis is, is not just changing your mind. It means literally being transformed from one thing to another. It is supernatural. It's not something you can do. It is not that you change your mind. It's not that, that you just had a, a, a empathy and now, and, now, and now all of a sudden something is there. No, no, no. it's from the inside out. Matter of fact, can I be honest with you? When you try to explain what happened, you can't explain it. (laughs) Matter of fact, you know that it was by the power of God because you tried and you couldn't do it. But God says something. God moves something. Matter of fact, the the closest picture I could think of is a caterpillar to a butterfly. Now, 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 if, if you scream it about seeing caterpillars, close your eyes. <laughs> but these creatures literally changes to another creature. I was in the office and somebody said, isn't a butterfly just a caterpillar body with wings? I said, well, I ain't going to say what I thought. <laughs> 
You haven't paid attention to a butterfly. Now, hold on, hold on, hold on. That is a, what they call, monarch butterfly. That's a monarch caterpillar. Matter of fact, they, a monarch butterfly fly long distances because they migrate. They migrate by the thousand, but they come in orange, purple, Green, rainbow color. Yeah, give me, give me, give me, give me some, give me some more. Give me some more. As I was looking, every color that I, I that you see on Earth, you can find a butterfly of that color. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Look at that. The wings are transparent except from the outer edge. Look at the body of that butterfly. It doesn't, it's not a caterpillar. Yeah. It literally has been transformed, metamorphosed. What God is trying to do, this word he's saying, he says, if you want your metamorphosis to take place, then you must go through the process of renewing your my show, show, show me show me show me a cocoon. If, if we was to blow it up, the 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 butterfly spins a silk around itself. The caterpillar spins a silk around itself, and it's called the cocoon. Now in the cocoon, something happens. Now, now, now you gotta understand, it covers itself. It creates an atmosphere that nobody else is allowed to get in. When I read John 15, and though I know he's talking about grace, but, but when I heard him say, if you abide in me and my word abide in you, and, and, and we abide in one another, you know, I see ourselves being forming an atmosphere that you quit letting everything else speak into you. Beginning to choose God and his word above everything else. Amen. Hold on, let me, I got some scripture that will help us with this understanding of this. I, I, I know I don't have much time, but, but listen, listen to these scriptures. It's John 15, 8 and 5. He says, I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever it, lives in me and I in him bear abundant fruit. However, apart from me, if you cut yourself off from this vital, vital union with me, you can do nothing. Hallelujah. Verse 7 says, if you live in me, abide in me, find me vital to you, and my word remains in you, watch it, and you continue to live with my word in your heart. Not just in your head, but in your heart. Hold on, hold on, hold on. What do you speak? Because what we speak comes from our heart. Proverbs 23.7. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. 
Anybody can play church on Sunday. They come and they say to Jesus, Lord, Lord, I spoke in your name. I did miracles in your name. I did this in your name. You know what they were saying? Look what I did for you, Jesus. I did mighty works in the church for you, Jesus. And, and then the Lord said, you're not mine. You never accepted me. You had religion. But you never accepted me as your savior. Listen, he don't even say that they didn't do it in his name. They used his name and his name had power. But they didn't know him for themselves. Let, 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 me, just, let me just go there. There's going to be a lot of people coming from churches. And they think because they were a the church member. They think because they had a position in the church. They think that, that because they went to church all their lives, because they were a the good person. And the Lord going to say, you never was covered in the blood of the Lamb. You didn't think you needed me. I'm so glad. I knew I was a wretch undone. I'm so glad. <laughs> I recognized I needed to be saved. Matter of fact, I didn't even recognize it. God came and snatched my butt. Some of us need to be snatched. Oh, oh, my brother and sister, it's Christ and nothing. I was in the discussion with a young lady where the church talked about you got to be baptized and you got to be a disciple. And then if you don't live good enough, you can lose it. And, and you know what they give me? Pride, 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 pride. Hold on. Don't shake your head at her. Because when we look at other folks and think we better than them, when we put our tongue on other folks, we are in the process that the more we allow the word of God to get in us in our thinking, stuff just fall off. You got to create your cocoon. Matter of fact, in Deuteronomy, that's before Israel was still a tribe, before they had a king, it says this. It says, when it's Israel, when you have a king, tell the king to write the word himself. He said, copy the word. Write it down. Have him copy it and have him carry it. When you take the book of Philippians, the book of Colossians, when you write it in your own handwriting, word for word, something begins to happen. When you, when you process not just seeing it, but speaking it, then writing it, 
You get the word in you. The process of our transformation and renewing our mind is, is to work diligently that is changing how we see, what we see, what we think, how we think, which will change how you speak. It's trying to get the word of God in our hearts. The reason it says have the Levitical priest, he said, make, let the priest check it to make sure you write it right. He said, when you sit on the throne, you should write it for himself, a copy of the law in this book, out of what, and, and do it before the Levit, Leviticus priest. Next verse. And he shall keep it with him, and he shall read it all the days of his life, that he may learn verbally, watch it, to fear the Lord his God by keeping all the words of the law of these statutes and doing so. He says that his mind, watch this, and heart may not be lifted up above his brother. <laughs> that he may not think he's something. Hallelujah. And that he may not turn to the side the commandment to the right hand or left hand, so that he may continue long and his sons. He said, because if you walk in it, your children will walk in it. I'm saying this at, the, at a funeral service, and I said this. I had my little grandson, and my prayer was, Lord, let him know you. Let him, let him, let him chase after your heart. Lord, the most important thing is his and your relationship. Because if he has that, you'll take care of everything else. How is it? Yeah, I do know. Satan has deceived us. We work on the outside much more than we work on the inside. We see the outside much more than we see the inside. Because many of us can't relate to caterpillars and butterflies and butterflies and caterpillars. Hold on, hold on. Why are he's getting out? You know what's in the cocoon, if you break it ahead of time, the, 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 the process ends and, and it dies. The only thing that can get in that cocoon is light from the sun. S-U-N. And I think that the light from the sun, because did you know that all the lights in the world, is, uh, all the colors in the world is in the sun. So, so, so the sun is processing the butterfly to have colors. Turn it around. Come over here so, so they can see it on. That's us in process. That's the black iron is the old us. 
The crystal is the new us. The word of God don't speak, turn forward. The word of God don't speak to the old us. The word of God speaks to the... Notice that he's straining or she's straining because the old us don't want to lie down. What God is trying to bring out of us is something that looks like him. A, a, a reflection, the image of him that's made after him is our spirit man. If you're not born again, you don't have a spirit man. It's dead. When, when you got, when you accepted Jesus, the, the, the spiritual DNA, your spiritual man, is in the center of your being, and it grows as we renew our mind. My question is, whose voice are we listening to? Are we walking in our new person, or are we walking in our old person? Hold on, hold on. The devil going to always speak to him, but you don't have to listen. <laughs> the devil always going to try to make this rise up. But did you know that the Holy Spirit abides in your new man? If God is with you, if God is on you, if God is all around you, don't he have the power to keep you? Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Even though stuff may happen on the outside that affects the old man, don't you know nothing can touch your spiritual man? <laughs> Hold on. Your joy. Your peace. Your joy. Your power comes from your spirit, man. So watch this. So when the devil is condemning, you need to stand up and tell the devil, you must not know who my father is, do you? You don't know I'm a child of the king. Can I share something with you? God does not condemn his children. If the voices you hear is condemning you, that's the devil. Rebuke him in the name of Jesus and tell him to go back to hell. We got to understand this is real battle, whether we're fighting it or not. I don't know about you. I'm putting my whole armor on. I'm putting on my helmet of salvation. Why? Because I'm working the word so the word can work in me. And the more you work the word, you speak it, you read it, you write it, you meditate on it, you sing it, you, you, you work it. The more you feed yourself. The scripture says this. Whatever you speak, 
And we are speaking life and death. Hold on. Even if you speak in life and death over other people, it's coming back. When you're at the gossip table, when you're talking on the gossip phone, and all you do is tear up and put your foot on the neck of other people. Whether you know it or not, you putting your foot on your own neck. There are spiritual principles that are invoked whether we know them or not. And the more we learn to speak blessings, to speak goodness, to praise God, the more we use our words to bless folks. You know what? The more you use the bless and pour in other people, God start pouring into you. Hallelujah. Shake down. Run it over. Press down together. What you give is coming back. You know what you ought to do? Say, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praises shall continually be in my mouth. Listen, that's not just for him. That's for us. I'm done. I just got a question. Which one are you feeding? Which one is controlling your life? Which one will people identify you with? I'm going to go there. Know what you need to do? You need to ask someone that won't lie to you. What do you see? Because, because, you know, we will lie to ourselves. We will say this, and nobody else has seen it but us. (laughs) Proverbs says this. He says, when you speak, you speak life or death, and the very thing you speak, you, you, you're, you're, you will be full of it. The Message Bible says this, you choose. I said, what? It says you choose. God says to the nation of Israel, I said before you blessing and curse. I want you to choose life. But I can't choose for you. You choose. We don't know this, but every day we are making a choice between life and death. 
I'm talking about in our life and, and how we live our life and, and either Satan is controlling or God is controlling or are we walking in the spirit or are we walking? Listen, 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 listen. We, we, and, we, and we are so casual about it. We are so, un, un, no, no thought to it, careless. And we have no clue. When God showed me the stuff, you know the first thing I said? Lord, forgive us. Lord, forgive me. Because I did not know. I did not understand. Help me to walk in your truth. But you know what the danger is? God can show it to me, show it to you, and we walk away from it like we didn't hear anything. <laughs> and you know what's even more dangerous? God said, oh, you didn't want that? Well, I take this too. Thank you, man. I know that's heavy, man. Thank you, man. <laughs> There's a metamorphosis happening. God has changed us to be his masterpiece. Well, folks see his glory, where they give him the praise because of what they see in us. Give me another one of the butterflies, the purple one, the black one, whichever one. There we go. Whoever would have thought that that ugly caterpillar would have became that? Who would have thought? <laughs> That's before and after. I got a before and after. Do you got a before and after? And he's still working on the after. That's a before and after. You can't even imagine what he wants for you. Now in the hymn that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or can imagine, according to the, his power, that is in us. Be his masterpiece. Be his work of art. By saying, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. So that people won't believe the after. <laughs> I don't know who you are today. I don't know where you are today, but I got ministers up here that want to pray with you. If you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ, they will show you how to receive him as your Lord and Savior. If you're stuck and you need someone to pray with you for a breakthrough, they will pray with you for a breakthrough. Oh, God, it's accepting Jesus as your Lord and Savior and knowing that he died for you, he rose for you, and that he loves you, but you got to come to him. He, he's not asking you to clean up yourself because you can't, but 
He has power to bring a metamorphosis in your life. You can call the 400 number and thank you guys who've been calling and asking for prayer, but you can call that 400 number, 5131, and someone will answer and call you back. Father, even now, we are in process. Thank you, Lord. Help us to renew our mind. Help us to allow your word to take first place. Help us to seek you first. And then all these other things are added. Oh, Lord, you got more for us than what we could ever imagine. Help us to believe you, to trust you, to trust your heart towards us. Since you gave your only begotten Son for us, you will give us everything else we need to become what you are calling us to be. So Lord, touch now. Lord, heal now. Lord, deliver now. Lord, meet us where we are, but take us where you want us to be. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.